and welcome to our brand new podcast series, Category Insight, where we delve into the nitty gritty of over-the-counter care and explore the many ways pharmacists and pharmacy team members can support the UK's health. This month, to kick off the new year, we're talking about nutrition and a specific diet that has risen in popularity through its annual campaign, Veganuary, which is, of course, veganism. Joining us to share their wisdom and insight this week is Hannah Whitaker, registered dietitian and spokesperson for the Association of UK Dietitians. Hannah specialises in maternal and early years nutrition. Hi Hannah, how are you today? Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you and nice to be on board. Yeah, thank you so much for being here today. Can you tell us maybe just a little bit about you and why you chose to specialise in this area of dietetics? Uh, yeah, so I work in pre and postnatal dietetics and also paediatrics, uh, and I'm the owner and founder of Bump to Baby Nutrition. Um, I'm also a BDA media spokesperson, so thank you for inviting me on board today. Um, I specialise in this area because of the importance of nutrition through the lifespan, and we know that in pregnancy, it's nutrition is so important. And then this can continue to affect how the child develops all the way through. And we are also joined today by Dr. Tony Vanelli, International Head of Communications and Marketing at Veganuary, which is the charity that encourages people worldwide to try vegan for January and beyond. Hi, Tony. How are you? Thank you for coming on the pod today. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very well. Good. Could you tell us a little bit maybe about yourself and maybe what um, being vegan means to you? Uh, Well, I've been vegan a very long time, um, more than 30 years now. And for me, it's really just a way that, you know, every single day, several times a day, I can put my beliefs into action. You know, I, I love animals and I don't want to cause them harm. And that is what made me give up meat in my teens. So it's just a way that every day I can make sure that that's that's that part of me is being realized. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that with us as well. And thank you so much to both of you for being here. I'm really excited to discuss um, diet, nutrition and veganism with you today. And especially how pharmacists and pharmacy teams can play such an important role in supporting people in these areas. Um, So let's get to it. Um, In the new year, it's traditional for many people to make resolutions, which often involve giving something up, starting something new, or changing something uh, to kind of improve their life. Um, We see people back in the gym trying to eat healthier. And of course, myself included in the past, many take on the month-long challenge known as Veganuary. So the Veganuary campaign first started in 2014, and last year had its most impactful year to date with 580,000 people signing up for 2021. Veganism itself has also grown rapidly. In 2014, the number of vegans thought to be in the UK was estimated to be around 150,000. This is thought to kind of increase to over 600,000 by 2019. Um, So, Tony, firstly, can you start by telling us what is a vegan diet and a little bit about the campaign's aims? Yeah. So a vegan is someone who doesn't eat all animal products. I mean, the technical definition is that as far as practicable and possible, you avoid causing harm to animals. So that would involve, you know, not eating meat, fish dairy and eggs. Um, Also with, you know, the official definition, people don't eat honey, wear leather or wool or 
consume products that have animal byproducts in them or used in the process. For example, some alcohols use animal products during the fining process. Um, at Veganuary, we really believe that the, the caveat of as far as practicable and possible is a really important part of the vegan ethos. We don't think that there's such a thing as a perfect vegan in an imperfect world. And that when people try to hold themselves to that impossible standard, then they're essentially setting themselves up for failure. So our campaign is all about supporting people, not judging them and helping them make the changes that work for them in their lives and giving them as much support and advice as we can, you know, to, to make it successful for them, but not judging them if they don't come out the end, you know, with the same diet that, that we have, because mm -hmm. everyone's life is different and everyone's circumstances are different. Yeah. And, um, that's something I actually, when I, um, took part in the campaign that I, um, like really felt as well like it, it it was a way of introducing me to this world without feeling judged and in a way that made it quite like accepting and not not scary <laughs> if that makes sense and um I something I really like about the campaign as well is it um when you go on the homepage there's like different reasons why people choose to be vegan um and one of them one of the reasons was kind of the health benefits um so I just wondered if throwing this question out to both of you, what are some of kind of the health benefits of a vegan diet that many people might look to in a new year for a new, new you health kind of kick? I mean, certainly I can speak to what our participants tell us they, they see, um, because we do do a survey at the end of the one month pledge. And we ask people if they saw any health improvements during that month. And last year, we had 50% of participants say they did see health improvements. And the main ones that people reported were um, having more energy, a better mood, a clearer skin appearance and a desired change in body weight yeah and I think I think just kind of echoing what Tony said one of the main things that we do find when people follow follow a vegan diet is that they do have a weight reduction I think there's a lot of study and a lot of evidence that there's been seen you know weight reduction and then with that secondary you know you do then get the health benefits of a reduction in you know HbA1c um, your blood sugar and, you know, in terms of cholesterol changes as well, there's some other benefits that we do see from the dietetic side. Um, and also a lot of the foods are high fiber foods. So people find that, you know, bowel health does improve as well. I don't know whether, Tony, you find that on any, you know, any feedback that you get. But we do find that people have more energy, bowel health improves because them carbohydrates that people are eating other more you know more sustainable lower GI carbohydrates which can help with energy levels so I do see some health benefits from following a vegan diet yeah yeah definitely there's there's definitely um these benefits but um on the flip side and this is the kind of area that we want to look at in how pharmacy can support people maybe people who are new to a diet or a kind of poorly managing a vegan diet they can often lead to kind of deficiency concerns and I just wondered if, Hannah, you could maybe touch on what these could, could be and what kind of support um, maybe in terms of supplements could be found in the pharmacy. Yeah, so in terms of deficiency, obviously we are removing some food groups from the diet. And as Tony said, they are animal products. Um, so we know that there are some 
nutrients and minerals that we do get primarily from animal products. Now, following a well-balanced vegan diet, you're highly likely to get most things that you need from your diet. But what we do know is that not everybody will do a well-planned vegan diet. Um, And then this can lead to nutritional deficiency in some areas. So the first one I think we maybe can touch on is vitamin B12 that we know. And obviously the Vegan Society support supplementation of vitamin B12 following a vegan diet, as this is generally found in animal products. It can be found in some fortified foods, um, things like plant-based milks and breakfast cereals. But generally the advice is to take a vitamin B12 supplement. In addition, other nutrients that may be missing following a vegan diet, one thing that we, I do talk about a lot in my practice, especially in pregnancy is iodine. Again, iodine is something that comes from animal products and also from fish. And when following a vegan diet, obviously you are um, not having these foods within your diet. So what we need to be looking at is making sure that you're getting enough iodine in your diet. And again, I would be recommending supplementation with iodine um especially well for everybody following a vegan diet but especially for them ladies who are pregnant and this is really important within the first trimester trimester when baby's brain is developing because iodine is there to help with brain development and also regulation of hormones another mineral that we know that may be lacking in a vegan diet if not supplemented correctly through fortified foods is calcium Um, we again get the majority of our calcium in the western diet from animal products so milk cheese yogurt Um, and this can be made met through a vegan diet through fortified plant-based sources such as your plant-based milk so oats soya um, and also leafy green vegetables contain calcium Uh, again the recommendations are around about 700 milligrams a day, which for the general population is probably easy to achieve on a well-balanced vegan diet. My only concern would be throughout childhood, um, making sure that children, once they become, obviously once they finish formula feeding and they, you know, their milk intake reduces, if you would want to bring your child up on a vegan diet, then you would need to be looking at this very, very closely. And also when breastfeeding, our requirements for calcium are very high um, and it's highly unlikely, I would say, from my clinical experience, that you will get um, enough calcium from your diet um, if breastfeeding and you would need to supplement. So that would be something in pharmacy to be aware of if a mum was breastfeeding to make sure that she was getting enough calcium in her diet. Yeah. Um, And then the other vitamin, I think, sorry, mineral that we, we do talk about quite a lot is vitamin D. Um, we all in the UK should be taking vitamin D this time of year because we get most of our vitamin D from the sunlight. Um, and again, it is recommended that those following a vegan diet, as with everybody else, should be taking vitamin D3. So 10 micrograms of that daily should be taken. Um, I know there is sometimes some confusion over how vitamin D is made and whether it does have animal products contained, but the Vegan Society produce fantastic multivitamin Um that contains everything you would need when following a vegan diet so I really advocate if anybody's looking to head over to the vegan society as well for support there with following a vegan diet. Fantastic thank you so much and um Tony what what do you think a a well-balanced vegan diet looks like? Mm. Oh that's a great question I mean certainly when people sign up to our pledge we focus quite a lot on this and 
giving them information on where they can get nutrients, you know, from plant-based sources. And certainly we cover all of the ones that Hannah just mentioned. And, and also we are um, advocates of supplementation, certainly of B12, but also D3 in the winter time and iodine as well. Um, so it really needs to be focused primarily on whole foods. You know, we should be eating whole grains, um, our pulses, legumes, um, green leafy vegetables, absolutely important. All, you know, a good selection of vegetables and fruits, trying to eat as wide a variety as possible. Um, soya products are a very good source of protein. And as Hannah said, the milk's often supplemented with calcium as well. Uh, nuts as well, good, very good sources of protein and some of the good fats that we need, particularly things like walnuts and Brazil nuts have some very important nutrients in them. So we should be, you know, really making the whole foods the basis of our diet and trying to limit the amount of processed foods. Common sense, really. <laughs> absolutely and um kind of regarding diet I just wondered what what are some of the most kind of common concerns that um you guys at the veganuary campaign get from either new people like newly trying out a vegan diet that sort of thing I just wondered um these might be kind of common concerns that appear in the pharmacy as well mm. well surprisingly people still seem to worry almost entirely about their protein intake on a, on a vegan diet when that's really generally not a problem um even a lot of vegetables have a good protein uh, amount of protein in them and if you're eating things like your pulses and whole grains and you know soya products it, that's not going to be a problem but that's really the one that seems to be most prominent in people's minds and I think that's why we do need to educate more still on b12 and some of the micronutrients that people need to focus on I think b12 d3 and, and iodine are probably ones most people now, B12 has gotten more publicity, to be fair, um, but I think those are really the ones people still yeah. need to get advice about. So if a pharmacist is talking to someone who's said they're interested in trying a plant-based diet or have already started on one and are looking for advice, I think those ones are still really important to highlight. I think, I think as well, kind of on that as well, another another source in the diet that we, we will probably be lacking slightly would be omega-3 because we know the main sources are fish um, and we know that we can we can convert some of the essential fatty acids into those ones that we can't find generally in a vegan diet but it's not really in enough form and again kind of going back to my role in pregnancy we do need these for good brain health in our babies and also omega-3 supports with mental health as well. We know there's kind of some good kind of evidence with mental health. So all the way through the lifespan from babies, through you know, through pregnancy, from babies, all the way into the elderly, really, in terms of helping to support with dementia. Um, omega-3 supplementation, I think, should be something else that should be considered when following a vegan diet. And a question to both of you. Um, with obesity rates in children kind of at the highest level since records began, why do you think it's important for pharmacists and pharmacy teams to encourage people to talk about their diets, whatever they may be, in the pharmacy? I think that, um, as you say, obesity in children is kind of the highest it has ever been. And obviously we know the 
reason for this is you know the, it can be snacking it can be sedentary lifestyles but also the parents have a responsibility in monitoring what the children eat so I think you know it needs to be spoke about it needs to be developed in schools um, it needs to be activity and diet you know children need to be taught how to cook um, and there needs to be local services to re- refer families on to um, for support with weight management in children because we know that as if a child is kind of overweight or obese at a younger age, then this is likely to carry them through for the most of their life Mm -hmm. and then leads to health complications later on. And this is something we find as well. People genuinely don't know how to cook. You know, the idea of preparing a meal from scratch, something as simple as, well, how do I cook carrots? You know, people really have lost these skills. And when you want to make any sort of dietary change, that's a really important skill to have, you know, particularly when you want to make a change to improve your health. Um, it will involve cooking a lot more of your own meals. So it is certainly an area that that we we see lacking and that needs to be addressed a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And and where can pharmacists and pharmacy teams signpost people for support with things like that, with cooking, with with supplements and support for diet? The, um, the NHS website obviously has a lot of resources there. Um, I can't speak for the whole of the UK because um, every area is different in terms of funding and commissioning for services. Um, but I think generally your GP is a good point of contact. So if you've got any concerns as a pharmacist, you could direct that parent to the GP practice and then they can signpost from there. And if the child is younger and then you've got your health visitor support as well. Um, it tends to be a whole family approach so what I find is a lot of families come on board together and do it as as a change together um, it's not just one person within the family and as part of my service um, I provide a membership style for weight management in children um, just to support with general as Tony mentioned general cooking skills and abilities and what you know what portion sizes and things like that. Amazing thank you and Tony do you have um, any signposting? Well, certainly, I mean, people who sign up to the pledge, we do have a lot of information in that. So they get through the course of of the month, they get a daily email and that will have links to, you know, external resources like the NHS websites, the British Dietetic Association um, that will have resources on there for them. And then we also provide meal plans and recipes in every single email as well so that they can make a start on some very simple meals you know that don't require a lot of crazy ingredients or huge kicking cooking skills and so when we're following a vegan diet I know sometimes people can not have the correct knowledge so there is lots of resources out there and I know Tony um, you've mentioned you know your website for support Um, but what we need to make sure as dietitians and the dietetic British Dietetic Association advocate is that we're making sure that we're reading our labels and packaging and looking for how much salt is in a product because just because the product is labeled as vegan doesn't necessarily mean that it is healthy and then some vegan foods can contain high levels of saturated fat salt um, and we just need to make sure that you know we are fully aware of what is in the foods that we are eating. Hannah what are your thoughts on um, flaxseed for omega-3? Yeah, you can get some, obviously you can use all, all the different kind of flaxseed and things, but what happens is you get the ALA um, and then only around about 5% is converted into uh, okay. the DHA and EPA. Yeah. So that's kind of where 
it's slightly lacking. Yeah. So in 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 terms of worrying as as a dietitian we try to make life easier as we say we're cooking and things so yeah in terms of worrying about trying to get it in the diet I think supplementation is in the busy lives that we lead I think if you're going to be taking a b12 and iodine you mm. know it's normally a complete a full complement isn't it of yeah. vitamins and minerals um but I do think following a vegan diet is it can be hard work and a big change like you said yourself you've followed it for 30 years which is fantastic um we all should be eating a little less meat um I'm not I'm not a vegan I follow just kind of what I'd class as an inverted commas normal Mediterranean style diet or what everyone eat well guide yeah um but yeah we do have a lot of children at the moment where parents are wanting to follow a vegan diet and I do have to follow them quite closely yeah yeah Mm. Yeah, no, that's very important. Thank you so much to the both of you for your time this week. Listeners, please check out our podcast notes where you can find links to the Veganuary campaign and the Association of UK Dietitians webpage and Hannah's Instagram page for further information. And don't forget to subscribe to the pod so you don't miss out on our episode next month where we will be discussing heart health. Until then, I'm Monica West and you've been listening to Category Insight.